Welcome to Asbury United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Will. Thanks for joining our podcast. This is where you'll be able to find all of our sermons, as well as special devotionals and interviews. We hope these messages inspire hope and bring support as you grow on your journey of faith. If you have any questions, or if you want further conversation, or if you simply like what you hear, connect with Asbury through our Facebook page or by checking our website at asburymaitland.org. Good morning. <laughs> so when I was asked to speak today, I was no less than terrified. Uh, public speaking has never really been my strongest suit, and I never really say anything or speak unless I have something to say. So when choosing a topic, I hit sort of a slump. I've gone to church all my life. Uh, I'm not really a genius when it comes to scripture or theology. I'm only 18 years old, so I don't really know how I could teach any of you guys something that you don't already know. But I stumbled on relationships with God. I may not have a degree in theology, but I do have a relationship with God, and you all do as well. So my main point of today is that God's relationship with us is so much more complex than we could ever wrap our heads around. But the most fundamental part of that relationship is love, at least from my personal experience. So it's important to understand your relationship with God to be deeper immersed and grow in your faith. God's love is described in the Bible in many ways. The word love in the NLT translation of the Bible is written 759 times, which is a lot of times. Uh, breaking down these types of love can be helpful because I can't imagine that they all have the same connotation 759 times. The Greeks, however, were proactive in this mission. They uh, have seven different separate words for our one English word, love, which is pretty cool. They all have different connotations. Today, I will not be using all of those terms, but I will be using a few of them to help us unpack our relationship with God. The first Greek word of love that I'll be focusing on is the word philio or philia, meaning an intimate and truly authentic friendship. Imagine the love that you have for one of your closest lifelong friends, that bonding trust that you have for one another that feels almost unbreakable. I can't imagine how many times I was crying, feeling maybe manic out of my mind, and my friends kind of pulled me down to earth uh, without judgment, of course, and um, put me back where I needed to be. It's a constant sense of respect. We find God's form of philia love in Romans 12:10. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Of course, that term brotherly affection alludes to that philia love of friendship, that camaraderie. But what really sticks out to me is that last bit. Outdo one another in showing honor. Isn't that such great advice for that philia friendship? that sense of love and respect and honor. 
Truly loving someone with that philia sense means giving that other person all of the respect and esteem that they always deserve, no matter what. And doesn't God deserve all of the honor and respect that we could ever muster up? I also found a connection in the philia love that Jesus had in his relationship with his disciples on his time on earth walking alongside his people, helping them with their struggles, and assisting them in growing in their faith. He ate meals with them, he laughed, he cried, he washed their feet. This is one of the amazing examples of God's philia love that's within the Bible that we can use in our own lives with our own relationship with others and with our relationship with God himself. Transitioning into the next Greek word of love, and that is storge, meaning a familial or parental love. This is a love that a parent has for their child. It's instinctual, it's a powerful need to protect and care for each other. Uh, I personally do not have a child, but, I mean, unless you include my cat, <laughs> but many of you can probably understand the need to protect somebody with that storge love. I can't imagine how many times I've either upset my parents or um, made them mad for doing something that I was not supposed to do, but they still forgave me and they still encourage me and support me uh, through everything. It's this love that's forgiving and it's constant. Of course, uh, God has that same storge love for us as well. I mean, he is God the Father, isn't he? Well, here there's an example of the storge love that God has for us within the Bible. He describes this even maternal love in Matthew 23, 37 by saying, how often have I longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. God wants to pick us up and carry us under his wing and protect us. And I like that last bit again, and you were not willing. Again, I can't imagine how many times my parents have tried to help me. Oh, can I help you with this? Oh, can I drive you somewhere? I said, no, 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 I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need your help. Leave me alone. But they're still there in my corner, waiting until eventually I'm going to say, hey, mom, can you help? And then she'll come rushing in. We have this storge love relationship between us and God. He's a teacher. He's a caretaker for us, like a parent guiding us through life and protecting us along the way. The final word to impact God's love is arguably the most important when it comes to that intimate relationship between us and God, and that is agape. Now, this definition kind of hits like right on the nose of like everything ever. Uh, it's literally the definition is the self-sacrificial love that God has for all of mankind. Uh, now, that is a pretty loaded word. Um, and it's kind of difficult to unpack. I know it was for me. But the most helpful example I could find was kind of right under our nose this whole time, and we're pretty familiar with it, and that's Jesus himself. I mean, in Romans 5, 8, it says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
God, as Jesus, sacrificed himself for us, suffering and dying on the cross so that we could live with grace and forgiveness. We, didn't, we don't deserve it. We didn't do anything for him to provide it for us. We weren't even alive yet, yet it was still there. God gives us an indiscriminate grace and refuses to let us go no matter where we are in life or what we're doing. He sacrificed himself so that we can be where we are today, and that love for us is unfathomable, it's universal, and forever. So, why are all of these definitions of love that I've rambled on about so important? Well, the root of our relationship with God deals with love all the time. All of these examples show how versatile God's love is for us and how versatile we need to be right back to him. I know personally, for me, in a relationship with anybody, I like to match their energy when I'm around them. If you're nice to me, I will be nice to you back. If you are sassy to me, I will be just as snarky right back at you. We should have this similar kind of energy when it comes to our relationship with God. Our Lord respects us and loves us so much at a level that we cannot understand and our relationship with him is so complex we can't even fathom it half of the time. But it's our job as Christians to reciprocate that love and respect. So how do we even begin to show God the level of love that he shows us? Well, I have some good news and I have some bad news. I'll go with the bad news first. We can't. It's literally simply impossible to love God at the level that he loves us. It's impossible, which is a bummer. But there is the, that's where the good news comes in. God just wants us to try. We don't even have to be that good at it or successful half the time. But the goal is to just put in an effort to be aware of God's love and share it. Whether that's through relationship with others, being kind to and sitting with your friends in times of need, or perhaps it's through service, giving of your time, maybe your finances, helping the marginalized, or one-on-one -on -one with God, with prayer, having that conversation with him, speaking to him while he can speak to you as well, or maybe through worship, through scripture or through song, praising God for all that he does in our life, um, or perhaps through meditation, giving God and honoring him for that silence and peace that he gives us in our lives and using it for our benefit. Or journaling, using scripture to write out and understand God's word more and how we can use it in our own lives. Or especially something like communion, which we'll partake in today, uh, reminding us of God's sacrificial agape love for us. Um, now, I'd like to end with this phrase. Um, being a Christian is not so much believing in God as it is believing God. Believing that he is who he says he is. Believing that he will do what he says he will do. And taking him for his word and acting accordingly. That's how we love God. We love him through all of these different types of love. Through showing our respect and our honor. Through showing our love through care, 
and showing us our love through that universal agape love. Will you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for giving me the space and the opportunity to share a word with the con congregation. Um, I would like to just be with us as we learn and grow and share and learn about your versatile types of love and how we can be just as versatile right back to you. Uh, in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you.